we all know the five stages of grief. You have denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. How long did you stay on each stage and did you finally reach the final stage? Hey there, welcome to Contrapelo, Ang Cuento no Buhay. I'm Archie. I will be sharing to you a moment in my life that changed me forever. And it happens on November 27, 2008. It was when my mother died of liver cancer and she is diabetic as well, same as me. Her illness started 2007, a year before she died, but um, a week, maybe two weeks before she was admitted to the hospital, there was this recurring thought in my mind. I don't know where it came from, but it just keep on flashing on my mind and I keep on brushing it aside. It's a question of what would you do if one of your parents die? Every time that I'm stuck, I'm stopped thinking or I was stuck in a moment, this question will flash. What will you do if one of your parents died? Then there was this one morning that finally I decided, okay, let's go deep into this question. What will I do if one of my parents died? My response was, that is certain that will happen to anybody it will happen to me so i accepted the fact that somebody will die somebody close to me or someone i love died because it happens all the time i got so it was so painful already so i said yeah maybe yes they will die and the question is are you ready my response was nobody's ready in kind of that i mean even even the one who's dying is not ready i will not be ready because i was thinking my parents are still young and i was thinking what would happen to me if they died you know who will take care of us who will do this who will do that all these little things just get into my mind and i was diving into it so I get out and brush it aside and I said no this is not happening not today <laughs> then my mother got sick when she got sick she was admitted to the hospital they do the tests a lot of tests they have CT scan MRI ev every test that they could find they did it to my mom because you know hospital do that for me, it was just, uh, okay, precautionary. Maybe my mom is okay. So the doctor told us that they found uh, lymph nodes in her liver after the test. And they will want to have biopsy and colonoscopy at the same time just to make sure that it has nothing to worry about. When I heard about it and they told us that the prognosis was uh, cirrhosis of liver, which means cancer of the liver. I at that after that after they told us I got home and I was praying angry prayers. I have a lot of anger shout out. I cursed 
I prayed, I cursed, I was angry, I was crying because I was asking why my mother, there's a lot of people out there, why my mother, you know, you always ask questions like that, so I think it was the longest prayer that I ever had in my life and I was just, I was just crying. Two days or three days after we got the result and they told us that what they found is benign so it's not cancerous so there's nothing to worry about my mother would just take medicine and regular checkups then she would be fine little did I know or it was just a preparation for us for the worst thing a year after that we went back to the same hospital the same doctor and it was October and at that time she told us that after the test happened she told my father that the diagnosis is stage 4 cancer so it's the last stage of cancer liver cancer my mother my father texted me that and I was I remember I was doing a field work I was outside the office and I just cried I just cried and they said it's stage 4 cancer my first reaction was to transfer my mom I told my father that can we transfer her to another hospital to another doctor I could find a better doctor I have connection that I could use to have another doctor test her or can we go for a second opinion my father brushed me aside and she ju he just told me that look this is medicine your sister went to medical school she studied medicine so whatever it is that she decide we will follow if it is about legal thing I will ask you so I was crying got back to the office my eyes are red my nose are red and fluffy and nobody asked me what's going on they got used to me having an, a sinusitis I have allergic rhinitis so every time I have teary eye I have runny nose they thought that's the only thing that happened I attended a meeting at a time and the only person who asked me what's really going on was the our quality management rep my line manager and he asked me what's going on so I told him and I was crying and he said that you know I have the same experience because his mother just died same of liver cancer and her his wife also experienced the same thing that I experienced so he was giving me advice on what to do what not to do and he told me you can get all the records and ask for a second opinion you can do that on your own you don't need your father's approval for that so I went and asked I asked for records I asked for any, everything and then I go and check to another doctor the doctor that I know and he told me that this is stage 4 chemo will not be advisable at this stage all we gotta do is give her morphine just to lessen the pain that she's feeling because the pain that she's feeling is doubled it's the ordinary pain that we are feeling you know that uh, diabetic he said is susceptible to pain so if we can handle pain 
if it is 1 to 10 if it is 9 to you it's just 5 maybe 4 to us you know the diabetes so when my mom said it's painful it's too much pain already so I said you know just get out of the hospital they'll get her to any place that she wanted to go give her morphine give her pain meds it will be okay so I have this this idea and I talked to my father and then he just told me that no we're going to chemotherapy and even though the doctor told us that it's a 50-50 chance and both of that way could go bad it could go good you know my mother will get weak or he she can get strong but my father wanted to continue the chemo because he believed that he can provide the best uh, best health or just to make sure that he used all the resources just to help my mom so I respected that and I didn't argue anymore <laughs> I just go there you know I cry in the office and then go to work go to work and then go to the hospital pretend to be happy then go back home then go to work that's my schedule for the whole month I saw my mom get weak every day the first week of chemo I usually stay there Saturday until Sunday overnight I'm the one who's taking care of my mother and I saw her getting weaker almost every day that I went to the hospital and I wanted to tell my father to stop the chemo but I knew he will not listen so my mother got into coma that's the time that I asked the HR that I want to take a leave off and the HR manager at the time who's also my friend just told me that you know what I was waiting for you to tell me that I know you want to tell me even if I asked you I was waiting for you to tell me if you're ready so I just saw you using work as a defense mechanism to really block the pain you go to work pretend you're happy but actually you're not and then you go back so now it's time for you to spend your time with your mother give her all the love that you can give which I did he died 27 morning the nurse was just cleaning her and she just passed away in her sleep she didn't wake up anymore so before that on during the time that he was she was in comatose I was doing everything uh, I was buying clothes for the funeral or for her burial I was arranging funeral services together with her father and I remember my aunt asking why are you doing this I said nobody gonna do this so I would rather do this you know outside I was so strong I don't want to see I don't want my mother to see that I was so lonely I was sad I was afraid I wanted her to see that I was strong I'm happy and I'm there for her so <coughs> she died 27 and she got cremated 
was the worst was the worst day of uh, my life I think I went to a depression but I'm not sure not clinically depressed but the grief that happened I was pushing a lot of people away from me I haven't talked to my friends haven't talked to my colleagues and I just go there and work and sometimes smile I prefer to be alone not to be asked any question and I think my colleagues understand that they respected it until I felt that I was getting away and secluding myself with all the walls which I I didn't know I can do but now I'm very happy <laughs> because I was doing it all the time if I feel like sad or depressed I just put the whole world into me and not talk to anybody it changed me because when she was alive I wasn't thinking of leaving country leaving Philippines but here I am 10 years after 12 years 11 years 20, 2010 I arrived here so 2021 20, almost 12 years already I'm here I'm married although no children but still married happy married I just changed it I when she was alive I was thinking that I would never get married if I was planning to adopt a child because at least I have someone to you know to take care of or <laughs> somebody to take care of me but it didn't happen I got married now and I'm new here so that changed my life that made me more stronger that made me that accident or that ha event that that hurt that made me more reliable on myself my mother was the bond that keep us together you know we have issues just like any other family but if my mother was there we have to be there when she died I think one by one left the house and uh, my sister went as far as north <laughs> she left Manila she went north my brother did not finish her his study everybody just I think we have the different way of healing the pain that we felt when she died and the problem is we're not that close as a family we are we did not grow talking about feelings we didn't grow talking about emotions or if you're happy if you're sad no we didn't so now it's it's a kind of thing for me to open up and share it and still afraid of rejection but I'm willing to gamble all of it it's well it's very difficult to to have one parent left you my father died 2017 or 18 I'm not sure of the year but when she died when but when my father died I think 
that's the time that I realized that you know the three of us is really just alone and we had we only have each other like siblings only have each other yeah, it changed my life when my mother died because I become the the breadwinner although my father was still there but in some way I replaced my mother in providing for the family in some way I was forced to be a mother to my brother and out like you know the, all the responsibilities that she has fallen to me when I left two years after I know my father was <laughs> was um devastated maybe because he's the one who taught me not to show emotions to anybody I don't know if he's showing emotion to his friends but he never showed emotion to us except maybe to my mother I don't know but to us his children we never saw him like happy so only now when I got home after two years of being my first vacation two years in Qatar that's the only time that I saw his emotions how happy he was and he never hide it uh, he never hide it anymore he just show us to us for that so <coughs> that's it I hope that I share to you one of the most uh, unshareable thing in my life I never really talk about it that much because it always left me to cry I have to redo this recording <laughs> a lot of times so if you have any suggestion for the topics I can give you that and don't forget to listen also on Sunday for Sunday Recharge and this is Contrapello have a good night and remember you know, God listens to all the prayers. God listens to everything, even those things that we cannot say. He listened to that. He knows it. Our heart desires. He knows it. So, there's always a reason for everything. We might not understand it. S but, there's a reason for that maybe in the end we will find out why I lost my mother but I gained a husband so he God really provides for me that's one thing for sure keep your faith of yourself be kind to yourself and to others bye